A new year doesn't always have to mean a new man, but a good New Year's resolution for the man in your life should be better hygiene. Get him the best electric trimmer in men's grooming with Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in his path with their advanced skin safe technology. Talk about a movement I can get behind. Manscaped has also developed a complete hygiene bundle, the Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for his perfect package. How about if your man has wild, and not our kind of wild, but wild nose and ear hairs? Manscaped has you covered. Their Weed Whacker will change the game for whacking the worst weeds. Get 20% off and free shipping with code ROCKY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. And use code ROCKY. The new year is here. Upgrade your man with Manscaped. And happy new year to his balls. celebrate two pretty special birthdays this weekend. My bestie Natalie, you know her, you love her from just a mere hundred episodes ago, episode five, and my dad, who you know from my many mentions of him. I feel so lucky to have both these gem of human beings in my life and thought I'd share a story that, well, it reminds me of both of them. It's a Sunday morning and your girl wakes up in central Harlem. Rocky Powell woke up on Adam Clayton Powell and 142nd, and it was a rough night. The night before, I had split three bottles of rosé with two of my girlfriends and then switched to tequila shots and Cabernet, which is unwise if you're regular and on par if you're wild. When I woke up, I was at a man's apartment. Not a stranger, per se. I knew him. I mean, I didn't know him like his hopes and dreams and stuff, but he wasn't a new member of the roster, you dig? You dig. You're already at the Earth's core, you dig so hard. Am I the flower girl? And is it your job to clean up after me because you are picking up what I'm putting down? When I left his apartment, I remember thinking three things. One, damn. A proper one-bedroom that he has to himself that smells like good cologne and has a matching couch set. The only thing missing is my feminine touch, honey. Let's be roommates. The fun kind. Number two. His bathroom looks exactly, and I mean exactly, like my grandmother's bathroom. We've heard of hand twins, but bathroom twins? This is huge news, and I had to tell her. And number three. Holy shit, I need to leave immediately. I'm going to throw up violently and fast. You must learn your own lessons about what alcohols to mix together, but I can't urge you enough to not mix tequila and red wine. You won't win. I had to get out of his house because I had to get to my friend Katie's house because we booked a wine and cheese class with Natalie. Yes, we're cultured. Sundays are for the boys, and by the boys, I mean the girls. The girls continuing to get drunk from the night before, just in a classier way. 
At this time, Cardi B was new and the world was our oyster. Pandemics weren't even on the radar. And pandemics, by the way, are like so annoying if you hadn't heard. What's also annoying is trying to get from Central Harlem to Gowanus, Brooklyn. I won't sugarcoat it. It was hell. I had a book bag on me with all my things in it because I had planned for a sleepover already, but I didn't plan for a sleepover at his house, so it just worked out conveniently. And this book bag was heavy. And my makeup was stale and crusty. And my mouth was rumbling like a waterfall ready to explode. Waterfalls explode or volcanoes explode? It was like a volcanic waterfall in my mouth. You get it. It was checkout time for my insides. When I stepped outside to the cruel light of day, foot to the pavement, I looked up and I saw a Dunkin' Donuts. I really didn't want to puke inside a Dunkin' Donuts, but I was also really in danger of vomiting on myself. The good news is there was no obstacle getting into this Dunkin' Donuts bathroom, but the bad news was there was no obstacle getting into this Dunkin' Donuts bathroom, meaning it looked like a lot of people had had my same idea that morning and maybe mornings before. I took my queasy ass right the fuck out of there. I couldn't do it. I make it down the stairs of the subway and I think, wow, I'm gonna become one with this subway garbage can. This trash bucket is my church this morning. Is this a rite of passage or a new low? I look up from the garbage can, which I was firmly grasping onto. Another voice in my gut said, look up. And I did. And I see a girl I know. Not a close friend. I couldn't text her. But we were friends on Facebook. You know what type of friend I'm talking about. She didn't see me, but I now have to hold it in again. This was the worst. I had about an hour before getting to Gowanus and I was going through a minefield of challenges. I moved away from the garbage and I got on the train. I put on a meditation, I closed my eyes and I did some deep breaths like I was going into labor for an hour straight. When I got to Katie's, I was able to revive myself with a clean bathroom, a mimosa, a toilet fresh for my guts and a healthy brunch snack she homemade me. I was back. I was ready to go meet Natalie at a Mexican restaurant before our wine and cheese class because, baby, we've been burned before and we weren't going into this class hungry. Not us. Bring on those margaritas. What I have to say about the wine and cheese class is we were the loudest people in there. Oops. We were able to get extra wine because we were the loudest people in there. Oops. Oops. And... People are really into cheese. In fact, people are so into cheese that there's a name for them. They're called curd nerds. Oops, oops, oops. But also, curd nerds is kind of cute. At this point in my life, I may not have been a curd nerd, but I was really into psychics, which I always write as physics. And I guess some people could argue maybe they're the same thing. And what's more embarrassing, being a curd nerd or being addicted to going to psychics? But psychics were really getting me through some bullshit in my life. Natalie and Katie were not as into the psychic thing at the time. Perhaps they were in a more emotionally stable place, but I was not. So my treat, ladies, you get a free psychic reading. Was our psychic wrong about, I don't know, everything? Yeah. Yes, she was. But this was almost five years ago, and there's still time for that stuff she made up to come true. After our bullshit readings, we were hungry again. And since we've explored Mexico and Cheese Island, now it's time to hit up Japan for some sushi. We go in, 
and the laughs kept coming like they always do with these two. And right before that moment where we either get another round of drinks or get the check, I said, you know what? I'm going to have another glass of wine. Something just told me to. And halfway through that glass of wine, Natalie says, oh my God, hey. I turn around and there was none other than Howard Powell, my dad, strolling into this random sushi joint in the village like he owned the place. Now, he doesn't have a GPS, and he doesn't fuck with smartphones, so I don't know how he got a parking space or how he found us. He was coming up from down south visiting some family, so maybe my mom keyed him in with the tracker, but whatever it was, it was pretty cool. He picked up our check, and then he drove the three of us home, a very welcomed surprise at the end of a drunk Sunday. That day was a whirlwind of third base, extreme stamina, puke, and laughs with some of my absolute favorite people, Katie, of course, and the birthday icons themselves, Natalie and my dad. I love that I got to celebrate both of you this weekend, and I'd do it again. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello, did you have a good week? Are you still saying Happy New Year, or have you gotten to the phase where you say, can you believe we're already halfway through January? Me, I could care less about what side of the year we're on. I care about the sunset and the sunset only. Every day it's the same thing. Hey Siri, what time is the sunset? And every day it's one minute later. Thank God I live for the sun being out at 8.30 p.m. So I am dragging ass through this winter. I want to bounce from scene to scene in a tank top, giving nothing but main character energy with a recurring character budget. Bring back the sun. As much as I love warm weather, I am also loving my Drake phase. And if you don't know what my Drake phase means, and you're chomping at the bit for me to define it for you, well, my Drake phase means I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Yes, I am wild. Yes, I am free. But I'm also absolutely loving being low-key. Observing the antics of my peers from the sidelines with my money staying firmly in the bank. Being a voyeur of life can make you rich. And back to Drake for a sec. A lot of people think I only like Drake because he's mixed and not because of his music and lyrics and face. The truth is, can it be both? A lot of my love for him is bias. Yes, it does have to do with his mixedness. Yes, sue me. I was randomly thinking, who do I like more? Eminem, regular white, or Drake, mixed as hell? And then I realized I didn't ever have to pick. I could just love them both. You may be thinking, where does Eminem fit into this equation? Well, Eggs are crazy expensive right now, and I found some good ones for $5.99, and my brain said, this opportunity comes once in a lifetime, you better buy the eggs. I'll stop there. Some songs, even 18 years later, still hit. 
even if they're just a celebration of egg prices now. At brunch on Saturday, there was a DJ, and the DJ was only playing late 90s, early 2000s hip-hop. The only way a brunch should go down, frankly, and we got kicked out of brunch. Yes, it's true. Apparently, there was a time limit on our table, and we were exceeding it. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was metered parking, bro. And we were still ordering drinks. I get it, you need the table, but also, like, I don't get it. How do you not tell people right away when they sit down that this table has a time limit? Can you really even enforce that? Well, they did. They did enforce it. After brunch, I needed some rolling papers, as one does, and I was having an existential crisis in the bodega. I wanted rolling papers, but I didn't want ones that came in a plastic container, and I didn't want cones, and I was already stoned when I walked in, and the guy kept bending down to get the papers, and it was this whole ordeal. It was such an ordeal that my girlfriends who were waiting outside for me came in, and as they did, the clerk taking care of rolling paper gate 2023 blurts out, I have mushrooms for sale. Sir, what? Listen, yes, I love mushrooms. But where did that come from, huh? We were talking about eco-friendly rolling papers, my guy. What the fuck? I look at my friends and I say, I know it seems like this is what we were in here talking about, and that's on brand for me, but I don't know where his outburst just came from. Frankly, I was more offended that the mushroom dealer didn't immediately pick up that I was a psilocybin enthusiast myself, and he didn't lead with that. In conclusion, we did not buy his over-the-counter mushrooms from him, but I did buy rolling papers that were too long, I forgot filters, and it was snowing when we came outside. And that's what happens when you kick bitches out of brunch. That brings us to Rocky's Highest Thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, can you believe the power of flight was invented? Number two, why aren't we doing more to cover up dogs' dicks? Number three, milk just one day said Oreo is our favorite cookie. But maybe milk is a fucking narcissist and is just trying to make the other cookies jealous. And number four. If you throw a penny in a wishing well, and your wish is to own all the change that's already in the wishing well, so you go inside and you fish it all out, but then you get stopped in your tracks and you're told to put that money back. So you explain to them, but it's my wish to have all the money in the wishing well. They still tell you to put the money back. Are they telling you to put the money back because you're stealing from the wishing well? Or because you said your wish out loud. My guest this week is friend and comedian Christine Pinheiro. Christine's wild word was empowerment. And if this story doesn't make you feel invincible, then you simply weren't listening, baby. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me at Wild Nights with Rocky on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights Pod on Twitter. If you want to watch extended interviews with all of my guests, please subscribe on YouTube. And if you want to support the show with your wallet, you can join my Patreon for a mere 2 or $5 a month. A big thank you and a future thank you to everyone who's written and everyone who will write a review when this episode is over. It really does make a difference. And now, please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Christine Pinheiro. Christine, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast. 
Hi, Rocky. Happy to be here. (laughs) I'm happy to have you. This is very exciting to me because you and I are friends outside of podcast world for many, many years. Yes. Oh my God. Like over a decade, like a decade. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you're my girl. Uh, that's wild to think about. It is well. I'm very. I feel very blessed that you're yeah. in my life. I feel the same. I feel the same, and I'm also very lucky that I will not give the coordinate, the longitude, latitude of your place, but <laughs> we are neighbors, and we have like very nice neighborhood strolls where we just talk about everyone. No, it's <laughs> really nice. You know, um, we talk about everyone. We talk about our lives. Our lives. We are not talking about you guys listening. Sorry. You Sorry wish, about it. You, you wish, wish, audience. You wish. It's not happening. Um, And I want to be corny, but like, I haven't seen you since last year. That's right. That's right. But we have talked. We've texted. Mm-hmm. We have texted. We, yes. We have. Yeah. I'm stayed in touch. We're big voice memoers. I love your voice memos. They're fun. I'm like, yeah, come over. Will you come over? Come Will over. You come over. <laughs> you're, quite, you're a hostess with the mostest, and you have a backyard, which is is a perk. It's a perk during COVID too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we even watched movies outside with a projector. We yeah. had a grill. We laid out in the sun. Very lucky. Oh. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to say that I've really loved about the evolution of our friendship is our relationship to improv. Yes. Because we met in the improv community and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've watched each other grow so much in the improv world. And I feel like not to get a little inside baseball, which I tend to do sometimes on this show, especially when speaking to improvisers, but one of the things it can be prideful in the beginning to have your friends be your coach. Uh, So improv teams need a coach so they can work out reps because people often say, how do you practice improv? You practice improv by practicing doing improv. I know back in the day, it used to be kind of like, well, they can't be my coach because they're my friend. But in present day, I champion for improvisers that I know to be my coach on the teams I'm on because I know the people that have been putting in their 10,000 hours. I really enjoyed having you as my most recent improv coach. I felt like me and my team had a lot to learn from you. Oh, thank you, Rocky. That is so true because coming up was a little taboo Mm -hmm. for that because it was a little like, oh, is this going to be comfortable? I've had a lot of friends who've coached me in improv. Mm -hmm. So I'm an improv teacher and coach as well as a performer. I've always found that to be safest environment because- your friends want to make sure you're safe. They take your needs into consideration. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. I hear yeah. what you're saying. One of the other really cool things, uh, especially with female improvisers, is going back and doing improv as long as we've done it as at as many different theaters as we've done it. There were a lot of women coming up when we were coming up that were so good. Yes. And would really let us come into our power show us like shine on stage don't hide it's a male dominated sport and uh you can you can really thrive in it i would say a lot of the improv teachers that were female identifying that we had coming up gave us a lot of our empowerment yes they did (laughs) um (laughs) ashley ward actually when she was leaving the pitch she's a wonderful teacher and performer she passed the baton on to me she literally said i pass this on to you wow Um, because i was saying goodbye to her it was powerful i was just starting to teach at that time and i was like i'm gonna really miss you mean so much to me because she would invite us on her show like our improv teams she had a show at the pit called taco supreme yes it was her and a bunch of other female performers who were top of the top, cream of the crop, 
to the yeah. day and they would invite our improv teams. We were new and up and coming and they would mm-hmm. have us open for them. And then people like Natasha Rothwell as well, who coached some of us. Yes. Yes. Um, I was coached by Natasha. I love to name drop her every time I see her on television, I'm like watching White Lotus. I was like, uh, no big deal. But Natasha was my improv coach. They yeah. definitely showed a lot of empowerment onto us. I remember one particular note Natasha gave me when I was new. She said, you play a lot of high status all the time, Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that about? Like, I think we can you know, be malleable and maybe try some other things. And then I looked at her. I'm like, oh my God, I know why. Because I feel low status in real life. So when mm-hmm. I go on stage, I project what I want to be. This is How interesting is improv is like therapy sometimes. It really is. It really is. And we're grateful to those women before us who gave us that empowerment. Wow. Empowerment also happens to be Christine's wild word. So Christine, can you please take us into your wild night story, empowerment? Yes. You might have to bleep out some names. <laughs> we'll bleep it out. This story of empowerment is a very sex positive story. Okay, we love sex positive. Um, we love sex positive. It's just a story about deciding, I want this, and I'm going to get it, and then I did. Mm-hmm. Because of the choice. And then feeling, getting into that vibration allows you to open up and receive that. So let me ask you something, Rocky. What's the Please. most attractive accent, in your opinion? New York. New York, interesting, not Spanish, Italian, French. Uh, I really like a New York accent and... I love a Boston accent as well. That would be my second favorite. You know what? That is your type. That is your type. <laughs> like you need to date a guy who's like sort of New York or like, ma, yeah. where's Patricia Charlene? Yeah. I think that's um, being from Connecticut. I'm right in the middle of both. Like I'm New England, like born and bred. And then I'm, my heart is in New York. So it's like New York is my top accent. And then a New England boy is my, my New England, Boston, any of those kind of like. Oh my God. Like a Chris yeah. Evans. What if yeah. I said to you, one of the sexiest accents, Australian, New oh, Zealand. What yeah. would you say? I would say that I once slept with a man who did a New Zealand accent all night, but you remember the con artist that I, I went, yeah, he did a New Zealand accent all night. So, you know, I'm partial to those as well. Oh my God, I'm sorry. This this might be tr- trigger warning. Um, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> Pull the trigger, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> well, what's better than Australian accent and three Australian accents in your bed? Oh, okay. Let that sink in. Let yes. that sink in. Three Australian accents in your bed. Okay, keep well, going. Well, I will say two Australian accents, one New Zealand in your bed. Let's be Before clear. For the joke, three Let's- Australians sounded better. Got it. It sounds better, yeah. This 2017. Okay. I'm outside Barcelona Bar. Love it. Columbus Circle. Mm-hmm. At the time, I'm not really a smoker, but at that time, I would have like a drink or two and then I'd want to smoke a cigarette to intensify yeah. that high, that feel. Yeah. So I was you know, doing one of these outside. All of a sudden, this blonde, blue-eyed man approaches me and all I could hear is, got a lot. And... <laughs> New Zealand, young, hot man. Like what struck me was the glistening sweat on his pictorials. Oh. Um, in the yeah, evening. On, was an evening indeed. He yeah. had on like a, a fitted tank top. He was serving surfer. Uh, he had blonde, messy hair, yeah. baseball cap, this big, beautiful smile. And I look at him, I don't say a word. I take out my lighter and I just light his cigarette. <laughs> No, that's cool. Very cool. Very smooth. It's very sexy. Very sexy. Very, very sexy. Uh, 
So we just continued to have this really fun, flirty conversation. And I remember in my head, I was like, I'm going to fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. We're going to have sex. When you but know, you know. <laughs> exactly. When you know, you know. Except that was like, not tonight. I got work in the morning. So maybe yeah. tomorrow. But anyway, as we're talking, he invited me out with his mates. I said, I can't tonight, but what about tomorrow? So he says, yes, meet us at this bar tomorrow night. Next day, I've already, you know, visualized what I wanted, what I was going to go for. I go to this bar, see my friend Bethany, who's bartending. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, how cool. I get to, hey, Bethany, how are you? Yeah. She goes, oh my God, what are you doing here, girl? And I'm like, I'm here (laughs) to see this guy. She goes, oh, you mean that guy over there with his two friends? I'm like, yeah. "Yeah." She goes, oh, they're fun. Good, you know, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. So I walk over, introduce myself. I sit down and let me tell you, it was like, a beefy Australian buffet and I was starving okay yeah yeah uh, so it was like one of them looked like and they were quite so I was 33 or 34 and they were 26 23 28 younger oh. than me oh my god uh, the stamina there was a uh, the 26 year old looked like a young Russell Crowe okay 28 year old was like an uh, Australian army veteran uh-huh. and then we had the 23 year old New Zealand guy you can um those were their names okay <laughs> you can you can bleep those bleep the names uh, got it okay. um i still we follow each other on instagram sometimes okay. some of one of them checks my stories quite often it's kind of, kind of funny um i bet it yeah how did you know i'm just good like that you're so good <laughs> <laughs> well i have nicknames for them like i call the australian one like the commander just because he was very mature Got it. The other one that looked like young Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe, and then the surfer dude. Like, that's what I, I have names for them. Mm-hmm. And they were so funny. And we had a really great conversation. And it was, we were just vibing. All three yeah. of us were just vibing. Let me stop you right there. I want to ask yeah. women's intuition. I'm very big on women's intuition and, and following it. There was no part of you that was like, something's up. You felt the good vibes from them. You felt safe. I felt so safe with them. Yes. Okay. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Uh, I felt so safe with them. Yeah. Okay. That's um, it. So they were like, do you guys want to go to this other bar and we can like play darts or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, they were so down to earth. It wasn't a lot of flirting. It was just a lot of not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a lot of laughing. We were drinking beers. We were getting to know each other. We were talking about, you know, our respective countries and things like that and what they were up to. So it was really, really fun. Yeah. We have, a, we established a very healthy acquaintance vibe mm-hmm. and so we went off to we went back to Barcelona bar mm-hmm. and you know where Elaria Baldwin was born just kidding yeah and then so the we were there and Bethany had said she goes I will meet you guys there and I'm like great which yeah. is another smart thing is you have a friend come along vibe started to pick up a little bit it got a little flirty with with each of them yeah so at one point I'm playing dance with Russell young Russell Crowe darts did you say we're playing darts and it's mm-hmm. getting a little steamy so he comes over to me and he goes you want to play a game and I'm like sure okay if I hit a certain number uh what do you wager a kiss and I was like ah! you know inside I was like ah! yeah but, you know cool calm collected mm-hmm. calm collected and if I miss this bullseye you get a kiss she's smooth people so I went, you know, aimed at the bullseye. Yeah. Whoops, missed it. And so, you know, we kissed. But it, it it escalated from a kiss to a touch, a whisper in the ear. It was yeah. very, it was a very sexy game of dance. Yeah. And then I found myself uh, moving over 
to a table, a tabletop where the commander was sitting. I would have a conversation with him and I would flirt with him and I would also like feel these vibes. He was like the most reserved of the group. It's still fun, but I think because he's older and he was just mm-hmm. kind of with his mates and kind yeah. of like, who's this woman that's just like giving us vibes? Yeah. And I would go up to the restroom, run into surfer dude, okay, push him into the bathroom, and then make out with him profusely. Yeah, <laughs> man, I can't choose who I want. I kind of want all three, but I don't. Yeah. Is this possible? Yeah. So I walk out of the bathroom and I I walk over to Bethany. She's kind of watching. She goes, "Having fun," and I'm yeah. like. Yes. I'm having fun. And I'm like, Bethany, I don't know what to do. I was like, I want want to fuck them all. Who do I choose? And yeah. she goes, honey, you don't have to. Why don't you take all three? And I went, you know what they say, aim high. Yeah. Go big or go home. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, and maybe if you you'll miss, land. You get a foursome. Yeah. If yeah. you get a foursome. Shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you get a foursome. <laughs> I was like, okay, Bethany, I think I'm going to go for this. And she goes, oh my God, have fun. Call yeah. me later. Like, let yeah, me know yeah. how it goes. You know, conveniently, all three of them are at the same table kind of chatting to themselves. Yeah. I walk over to them and I'm like, so where are you staying? Wellington Hotel. Ooh. On 57th and 8th. And I was like, let's go. Literally all I had to say, we all leave together. We go back to their hotel room. Okay. Yeah. So we get there and apparently they were sharing a room with like other people. And when we walk in, I'm like, oh, okay, there are other people here. Well, we need to ask them to leave. Yeah. And it was just like, I guess maybe two or three of their other mates. And one of them was like, can we stay and watch? And I was like, no, get out of here. And so they leave. And when I tell you clothes went flying. Yeah. I literally felt like a piece of chocolate cake. Really? Yes. Eaten. It was, I was the conductor. And this was my orchestra. Wow. I had one guy down there, one guy in a breast, one guy making out with me. It was really like, I kind of dictated the mood. I was, you know, here's what I want. It was a conversation. It was like a collaboration, to be honest with you. And we were all having like a really great time. And at one point I was like, touch each other's dicks. And look at each other, think about it, start laughing. And they go, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they have boundaries. We respect a king with boundaries. Yes, they have boundaries. <laughs> like having a great time. I'm just like, wow, I'm really in control in this moment. Yeah. Um, and I felt very safe with them because you do have to be careful because it could have been an IV discovery moment. Thank yeah. God it wasn't. It was yeah. because I really listened to my intuition. I also had a friend who was kind of observing. Yeah. Throughout the night. So I played it smart. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're in a threesome or foursome, it's more than one person. You have a favorite. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. And, and it's awkward. It can be a bit awkward. Yeah. So at one point I was like, I want you two to leave and I want you to stay. So who do you think I asked to stay? All right. I really want to think about this one. Okay. So <laughs> let me go through. We have the commander, we have Russell Crowe, and we have, uh, don't tell me, commander, Russell Crowe, and the surfer. Yes. Okay. So those are our three main characters besides our leading lady. I <laughs> I am going to pick Russell Crowe and I'll tell you why. I'm picking Russell Crowe because you told me the flirt, you two kind of were the two that started flirting. And I don't know if they're, besides hooking up itself, the, the be- one of the best pre-hookups is like being at a bar with a guy, you're like flirting and you can kind of feel their like stubble while you're whispering in each other's ears and just like yeah. that whole lead up. So that is why I think you picked Russell Crowe from the lead up. Okay. Believe it or not. <laughs> Russell- 
<laughs> more Russell Crowe for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess again. The Commander. Yes. Yeah, okay. Tell, tell, tell the audience why. <laughs> Maybe because the Commander was giving you the least at the bar. So he's playing hardest to get. You know what? You got a point there. Unconsciously, you're probably right. I did like him the most. He was the quietest, the most mysterious, and the most mature. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of it. But what was your um, reason why? Well, because of he was mysterious. Okay. He was the most mature. Gotcha. And um, I felt like, man, I want to rip this guy apart a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not rip him apart, like murder him, but you know, but, oh, oh, God. Oh, no, we like, know what you mean. Yeah. Like ravish him. Like yeah. ravish him. Because, um, you know, I had play energy. Okay? Yeah. Like, Hey, nah, hey, nah. Uh, so I asked the other two to leave. And how do you do did. that? How do you say that? It, you're there in the middle of I, sucking on titties and in between your legs. How do you say, boys, it's been fun, but <laughs> what is the, how does, I, I need those words. I literally was like, I want you two to leave and I want you to stay. And they were like, okay, if we leave and we come back, will we have a turn? I said, maybe. And they were like, okay, we'll, we'll leave. I literally okay. just complied. With whatever I said. Okay. And to be honest with you, I, I was a very, res- you know what, though? They're not in the room. I can't share their side of this story, but yeah. it was cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they trusted me and they were like, we're going to just listen to the woman and what she yeah. says because we respect her. Yeah. That's another reason why I went with them. Yeah. Why I wanted to. They go- respected you from the jump. 110%. Mm-hmm. Which at the end of this, there is an ironic twist. Okay. It has to come at the end and you're going to be very surprised. Okay. But anyway, so it was an amazing experience. I had three accents coming at me at once. Their bodies were so beautiful and mm-hmm. proper fit. They had yeah. proper fit bodies. Proper fit. I felt like I looked like a painting. There is a real painting. It's called The Cursed Woman. Oh, I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> The damned, you've seen it? Yeah, um, and then like, the ca- I see the caption on, yeah, the caption under is like, she she looks like she's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Renaissance painting with mm-hmm. a woman, she's naked, there's a man down there, a man on her breast, a man yeah. in her mouth, and it was uh, painted by Nicolas Francois Octave Toussaint. I, my pronunciation is, is terrible and I apologize It's okay for our French listeners. So anyway, so they leave and it's just me and the commander and we just like have full on, you know, sexy to, like yeah. sex. Yeah, and yeah. he was, I think, oh my God, my first uncircumcised. Oh, bring it on, baby. Bring, bring on, on the uncut gems. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that happened and yeah. um, I had a good time, you know, yeah. I'll speak for myself, I had a good time. Then the other two came back. But at that moment, I was feeling a little weird. I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. And I remember saying, I think I'm done. Yeah. Um, literally saying those words. And then young Russell Crowe type was like, it's not fair. You said that we get a turn. And the commander goes, nar. She said, nar. And then he's like, help her gather her things. And so <sighs> all three men are picking up my clothes and shoes and handing it to me, helping me get dressed. And the surfer guy looks at me with a large smile and he goes, oh, cool, had fun tonight. And uh, <laughs> the commander jumps in the shower. The other one, he was, so yeah. So I had a man uh, def- kind of stick up for me and defend me and keep me yeah. safe in a moment where one of them was like, what about me? And he's like, she doesn't owe you anything, dude. She said, no, she's tired. Yeah. Let us escort her out of here. Yeah. And I wouldn't, which is amazing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I maybe he felt commander. I'll speak with the commander. Yeah. I wonder if he felt a little weird too. He's like, this is very weird. I mean, I think it's very common to feel weird in those situations. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
And he also might've been, you know, you can't help but think, even if they're three buds, even if, you know, there's no, who knows if this has happened to them before, probably not. So this seems like a very lotto moment for them. But uh, <laughs> you also chose the commander over the other two. Yeah. And so maybe he felt kind of like, hey, man, like she made a decision that she wanted to sleep with only one of us. Yes. Uh, yeah. Further, take it to the next level. And yeah. we did that. And you're not going to like, come and outshine me you're not gonna you know like come behind <laughs> me and and think you can do better she's satisfied bro back off you know what I mean it could have been a factor of things and he could just be a good guy who's like no means no yeah I think it, it felt more like no means no and yeah let's respect this person and that's why he got is, the name the commander yes because he had to be mature and then he's just like yeah this could be an issue. God forbid if something went wrong, they yeah. would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, uh, you know, don't take a chance on that. Yeah. Um, I would say overall, um, I had a really fun night. Like yeah. it, the night ended at 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, I did feel empowered. I felt empowered because, you know, my energy dictated the night, basically. I was yeah. like, hey, how do you guys feel about this? Great. Let's go do this. I want yeah. this. And I'm going to go for it. Yeah. When you have that sort of confidence, and by the way, they could have said no, they could have been like, no, thank you. Not tonight. Yeah. The fact that I even asked for what I wanted and had the confidence to do it was very empowering. Yeah. Um, feel like you could do anything. And I, and I do want to, it, it could be in any situation. It doesn't have to mean like having foursome with yeah. three hot strangers you met yeah. at a bar one time. <laughs> yeah. It could be know asking for that raise it could be holding a boundary against mm -hmm. like telling a family member this is my boundary yeah no longer see each other anymore so yeah i want to empower people of all shades of all genders to know that um their wants and needs are valid you know yeah mm -hmm. within reason like it must be like as long as it doesn't hurt other people no harm to others but you no can, you can ask for what you want dude a closed mouth don't get fed and that's the bottom line Ask and that shall receive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rock Corinthians 314. <laughs> <laughs> I Chris, want that Bible. Chris Rinthians. Chris Rinthians too. Chris um, <laughs> we're, guys, we're starting a church. Uh, no, it is true though. You, you do have to ask for what you want. It's like, uh, you know, if I were to give it a thesis statement, it's the decision to be powerful. The decision yeah. without feeling bad about it. Yeah. And I, um, I'm proud of you. It would, uh, would you say that it felt very natural, the foursome, very yes. Grecian, like old timey Grecian, this yes. comes more naturally because we don't really see, unless you're seeking it out on, you know, uh, porn websites or movies like you, that, you don't really see people, uh, in movies and TV having threesomes and foursomes. It's kind of I like this, to, uh, thing on, on the side. That's true. And everyone's different from my experience. We laughed a lot. We had yeah. like a good time. We had fun. It was like we were talking. Mm -hmm. We were having fun. I got to, you know, I had two dicks in my hand, one dick in my mouth. It was amazing. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, my family does not see this. But like, but it's okay this. if they do because you're allowed to have two dicks. If, if it's all consensual and you're happy, you're allowed to have two dicks in your hand and one in your mouth. That's okay. And their bodies be banging. They their bodies so be banging. It just felt so nice to like, I'm going to touch this gorgeous like, 26 year olds like hot yeah like, body. and the stamina <laughs> and feel them 
all of their hands on yeah. me it felt very it felt really good 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 I'm glad you had that experience and I'm glad you talked about that experience too because I do think that sometimes experiences like that can be a little bit more taboo and it's like hey guess what we're programmed to really like to fuck so let's talk about yes. it it's okay to it talk was, about it oh my god amen and there mm-hmm. are like four consensual that's the word right yeah Cults. yeah and you can be, see, this is another thing I want to preface this for people listening. Yeah. To say that I changed my mind after a while. I didn't want to do it anymore. And you know what? People had to respect that. It's my yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and if good. they said to me, and I have to respect them, if they said to me, I want to stop, I'm uncomfortable. I too have to respect that. It's right. not um double standard here. No, it's just about respect and consent. And it's, and if people just heard those words and really went with it, everybody could have a lot more fun. Respect, yeah. consent, and boundaries could make the world, I mean, not to write we are the world too, but it's like could make the world a better place. <laughs> yeah, and just make sure that you're, that is so, so funny and good point. And just make sure you're safe. Like, um, you know, yeah. Anthony knew where I was. You text your friends. I'm going to be at this yeah. place with these people. Give them the names. And yeah. if you're really smart about it, give them a number. Like yeah. get that person's number and just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. You know, um, there it's, it's hard to date anywhere and it's hard to date in NYC because New York is such a hub for uh, international travel. And that doesn't necessarily mean domestic and international travel when it comes to people. People come in and out and people are up to shady things. So follow your instincts as well. Um, Christine, I want to, A, thank you for sharing that story. It was so sexy, (laughs) so juicy, so good. And uh, you come out a different, you come out from experience like that, a a more layered woman. And a more layered woman only benefits the rest of the world. Um, but another way, and we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, and I'll let you decide where you want to go first, because you have a couple balls in the air right now. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Christine specialty, having balls in the air. Uh, <laughs> Thank but, you. Um, you are working on a couple different projects right now. So why don't, uh, so yes. people can start following along that journey, because it's really exciting stuff. Why don't you tell us what are some of the things you are working on right now? We can look forward to. Thank you so much. So I'm currently um, on a podcast called Sounds Funny Radio. Uh-huh. And- and uh, we form improvisation. Um, we get suggestions from people who call in around the United States, around the world, and we just improvise. Uh-huh. Um, it's really fun. So we have a show coming up on January 25th at the People's Improv Theater. Check out the website, www.thepit-nyc.com for that. I also perform first Saturday of every month with the Baldwins at the People's Improv Theater. Saturday, 7.30. And on my Instagram, I have this really fun thing that I do. It's called No Taste Notes, Just Vibes, where I taste an array of wines, whiskeys, and bourbons. And I give no taste notes. I just tell you what the vibe is. Yeah. So Would, Could yeah. you give everybody, uh, I want I want to go back to sun, Sounds Funny Radio, but will you give everybody an example of what uh, No Taste Notes, Just Vibes is? So you're having, yes. yeah, give us a little example. So for example, I might try a, a whiskey. Let's say it's Four Roses whiskey. I'll uh-huh. say this is Four Roses whiskey. I take a mm-hmm. sip and I say, I smell it. It's giving Shonda Rhimes vibes. It's mm. giving two war correspondents, fucking and sucking yep. in the middle of a war in Bosnia vibes. It's gotcha. giving, yeah. So I just give, what is, what's the feel? If I sip this drink, what, 
where am I, what journey am I going to be taking on? I love that. I love that. Now, jumping back to Sounds Funny Radio a little bit, our friends, <laughs> in, the pod, our friends in the podcast game, because I've also had past guests. Sunny has been on, Florence has been on, both of them are on Sounds Funny Radio. You know, most podcasts are people talking about a subject. A lot of people are, are coming on and telling stories. It could be a rewatch of a TV show. But what's cool about Sounds Funny Radio is it's incorporating improv into podcasts which there's only a handful of podcasts that do that. Yeah, it's not storytelling, but the comedy scenes that we do kind of take you on a journey and it's really funny. Characters that are transpired by the suggestion that we get. And we do play a couple of games, improv games, yeah, the callers that come in, it gives me like old time radio vibes. Is that the Yes. Yes, it is like a old time radio show. Oh, and Langston yeah. is on it too. We have to give Langston a shout out. Lit um, and Brad Stewart. Brad Stewart. So the Sounds Funny Radio the it puts a comedic spin on your radio dial. That mm-hmm. is the uh pitch there. <laughs> Just kidding, not the pitch, but kind of the premise. The premise. Thank you. Now, when you're doing it live, is it people, um, I have to come see it live, but it, it, when you do it live, are, are there multiple mics on stage? Does it look yes. like old timey radio vibes? Yes. yes. Gotcha. That's great. Yes. And then they play, somebody calls, they play that and we get the suggestion from the caller and we have a live audience and then mm-hmm. we just take it from there. It's so much fun. I'm really, really enjoying it. Good, good. Yeah. You sound like you're enjoying it. Now, Christine, is there anything else you want to promote, talk about, cover before we uh, hop off the horn here? Thank you, Rocky. Um, you're a wonderful host. Thank you. For, you're a wonderful um, guest. Giving us your time. Anything I want to promote. So it's January. You know, unsolicited advice. Take care of yourselves. Give yeah. yourselves grace. Um, you don't have to put a lot of pressure on yourselves to achieve your goals. Just take baby steps. Do it one thing at a time. One foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, take time to rest. Here's what I tell my classes. Like at the end of each class, I call them like, Say something that you're proud of yourself for doing. Mm-hmm. What do I want to impart onto people? What do you call Wild Nights with Rocky Gang Gang? What do you call uh, your- The Party God Squad. I want to impart this on the Party God Squad. Ew. Ew. Um, at the end of the day, just say to yourself, what am I proud of myself for? It could be anything at all. Waking mm-hmm. up, drinking yeah. that coffee. Yeah. I just want to extend my gratitude to you and to everybody listening. Oh, well, thank you, Christine. I love you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate I you sharing you. such a wild and vulnerable and exciting and sexy story because that yeah. was really some some wild nights gold. So I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> you're, the sec- you're the second episode of the new season. So that's uh, kicking it off with a bang, baby. And I can't thank you enough. Tell everybody where they can follow you so they can find out about your classes, Sounds Funny Radio, any projects you have coming up. Awesome. Thank you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Christine Pinheiro. Last name is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-P-I-N-E-I-R-O. P as in Peter, baby. P as in Peter. P as in Peter. Ah! <laughs> I made a little finger penis with my finger, everybody who's listening and not watching. Uh, Christine, I love you. I hope to see you love soon. You. And thank you so much for doing the show. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.